millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. to the Explaining History podcast and in this podcast um, I want to continue with the theme of looking at the Paris Peace Conference. There's uh, an awful lot to be uh, drawn out of this massive, massive diplomatic uh, summit at the uh, end of the First World War, this gigantic moment of the beginnings of notions of world governance uh, in a way. Um, that uh, happens in the most curious and ad hoc of, of manners in uh, 1919. And I want to talk about Georges Clemenceau today. Now, previously we've talked uh, about Woodrow Wilson. And Clemenceau is, of course, a very different kind of character. In previous podcasts, uh, one that I did a week or two ago, looking at Wilson's motivations and looking at kind of revisionist approaches, Adam Tooze, Margaret Macmillan, uh, on Wilson and uh, exploring uh, the fact that he wasn't this uh, noble liberal crusader as he's uh, portrayed to be, but like all other world leaders, looking out for the interests of the country that he leads. Um, the picture that we get of Clemenceau is equally mythologized, uh, referred to as the Tiger of France. He was far more capable of conciliation, he was far more uh, an adept uh, negotiator, and um, whilst he wanted to punish and to reduce the power of Germany, uh, because he uh, could see the threat that Germany would pose within a generation, he was also uh, aware that the power of the United States of America now eclipsed every European nation, and that America would be crucial to France's defence in the future. So, for example, if you compare the actions of Clemenceau at the Paris Peace Conference with, um, say, for example, de Gaulle, after the Second World War, Clemenceau is a far more amenable and adaptable and realistic figure than de Gaulle and far less belligerent when it comes to Great Britain and the United States. The British and the Americans had initially not wanted the Paris Peace Conference to be situated in Paris. They thought it was better to have it in a neutral country. They thought that uh, the devastation caused by war would cloud the delegates and um, their 
perspectives. Wilson himself wouldn't go and see the trenches, he wouldn't go and see the uh, no-man's land uh, and any of the areas of northern France devastated by the Germans, believing it would cause him to become uh, more judgmental, more emotional. Um, no doubt it probably would have done. Geneva was favoured originally, but it was suspected by the British and the Americans in the most alarmist way, this is probably wildly unrealistic, of being insecure, uh, of being riddled with German agents, uh, and it was actually, on hindsight, better to have the more secure um, place of Paris, which was um, also more likely to placate French sensibilities and to uh, smooth ruffled feathers. It was a, seen by Wilson as being an appropriate diplomatic act uh, and by Lloyd George uh, to allow, against their better judgment, the conference to take place there. To Clemenceau, the question of French security was the key one when it came to the Paris Peace Conference. Clemenceau had been a young man, aged 28, when France had been invaded by Prussia in 1870 uh, during the Franco-Prussian War. The war had devastating consequences for France, the end of the Second Empire under Louis-Napoleon, the creation of the Third Republic, uh, the Paris Commune, the Siege of Paris, where uh, the Communards seized power and initiated a period of bloody civil war in France which eventually led to the siege uh, of Paris and its um, reduction to starvation levels. And after these humiliations, France was locked out of European diplomacy for two decades until the Bismarckian system of diplomacy, which drew Austria, Hungary and Russia into the League of Three Emperors with the new German Empire, leaving France isolated and uh, the only other power in Europe being an indifferent Great Britain who often had a highly conflicting and highly um, volatile relationship with France over imperial claims in places such as Africa. Clemenceau in 1871 had voted against peace terms with Germany uh, considering them to be far too onerous, including the, the loss of Alsace-Lorraine. Uh, um, and he had spent his career, both in journalism and um, and politics, uh, sounding out the anti-German the, the anti message. Germany was a, an a existential threat to France, and always would be. Margaret Macmillan writes in Peacemakers, my life hatred, he told an American journalist shortly before he died, has been for Germany because of what she has done to France. Clemenceau was a realist and was aware that no adequate defence against Germany could happen without allies. That France required uh, the British and the, now the Americans to stand up against a country uh, that had uh, booming industries, a growing population inflows of wealth from exports and France after the glory days of the Second Empire which was the height of France's uh, military and economic power and diplomatic power mid-century 
had been in decline uh, for uh, the period after 1870. France's solution to the problem of Germany manifests itself in two allies. In Russia, with whom France signed a treaty in 1892, and Great Britain, with whom France signed the uh, Entente Cordiale in 1904. And if you previously heard me talk about the idea of the Ring of Steel, uh, the uh, German Empire and their Austro-Hungarian allies automatically interpreted this as the surrounding of the Germanic world, basically, by enemies in this uh, in this ring of steel, as, as they called it. By 1918, Clemenceau was not convinced that Germany had been sufficiently devastated as to not pose a threat to the French in uh, a decade or two uh, to come. There was still a larger number of Germans and a more uh, vigorous birth rate in Germany than in France. And Germany, uh, France would still need effective allies. Where the Russians were now no longer part of the equation because of the Russian Revolution and the removal of Russia for a period of time from the international system, ready to re-emerge as a significant player uh, after 1928 under Stalin, the USA was the power that uh, um, the French would look to to pick up the military and economic slag left by Russia. And here we have a, a fundamental problem. This is something that Adam Tews writes about uh, extensively in The Deluge, the inability to stabilise the security situation in Europe, and particularly France's security, creates the conditions for future war. The retreat of America into isolation, which is something we'll kind of look at a little, little way along, um, meant that the vision that Clemenceau had was unlikely to be realised. Clemenceau wanted a formal military alliance with the British and the Americans that would ensure the protection of France, and he looked at the proposed alternative, the League of Nations, as an unworkable situation. He basically said, you know, unless the League of Nations has its own vast army that would be able to come to France's defence if Germany invaded again, um, that is a, a waste of time. And the proposed legal sanctions instead that the, the League of Nations was meant to be able to employ are toothless and uh, won't stop a, a single German division. To place some of the starting points of the French delegation in a kind of a context, consider these facts. One in four of all Frenchmen between 18 and 30 had died in the war. That was 1.3 million soldiers out of a pre-war population of 40 million people overall. The French lose a higher proportion of its population than any other of the belligerents. Uh, that's including Russia. Two times as many, uh, again, uh, French soldiers had been wounded. France's coal mines had been deliberately flooded. Um, the one of the, the the bedrocks of the French economy, and factories that had been um, you know, a huge part of the French economy had been either destroyed or shipped, take out, taken apart piece by piece, and shipped off into Germany. 
a total of 6,000 square miles of France um, before the war had produced 20% of French crops and 90% of its iron ore and 65% of its steel uh, had been utterly destroyed. So it might have made sense for Wilson to go and see the level of devastation, but then again, perhaps it was uh, partly because Wilson understood these statistics full well that he didn't actually want to go and see them with his own eyes. Clemenceau was nearly 80 by the time the peace conference began. He was 78 years old, in point of fact, uh, not in the best of health, and was uh, quite unaccustomed to having to deal with the vast amounts of information at his fingertips. It wouldn't be fair to suggest that he was an anti-intellectual, but certainly he was dismissive of the economists, the engineers, the diplomats. And hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The political theorists who spent who had been hired and appointed in order to create flows of meaningful information to uh, Clemenceau every single day. Much of what they had to tell him, he didn't really want to know. He had a small inner circle, and perhaps Clemenceau had reached a point in life whereby his ability to manage uh, the amount of detail that the conference required was starting to elude him. Clemenceau was an extremely well-travelled man and had spent many years in both Britain and America. And so he wasn't the kind of insular figure that normally fares rather badly at international diplomatic conferences. He understood the British and he understood American sensibilities, uh, having lived in New York. But it didn't mean that he was likely to compromise unnecessarily the British were, in his eyes, uh, unwelcome occupiers in the Middle East. And above all things, he sought to extend French control over Syria. But he had also gained an immense reputation in France from 1917 onwards. 
um, as Prime Minister, he took on the role of holding the government and the war effort together at its most difficult point. The uh, final push by the Germans towards Paris in the Ludendorff Spring Offensive um, was, result was um, responded to by Clemenceau with an almost Churchillian resolve of no surrender at any cost, even when it looked like the um, Ludendorff Offensive would break through. Now, Wilson hasn't got anywhere near the hands-on experience of a war that Clemenceau has, and certainly hasn't got the moral authority as a war leader that Clemenceau has. Lloyd George is hailed in Britain as, you know, as he is uh, colloquially known, the, the man who won the war. But really, this was about um, Lloyd George's handling of the war industries and his uh, development of a, a vast new uh, military-industrial complex to win the war. It wasn't talking in any way, this, this term, the man who won the war, uh, is no reference to his stature as a, uh, a war leader in the same way that Clemenceau had earned. So the combination here of the un unbelievable devastation to France and the stoicism of Clemenceau had earned Clemenceau a particular place at the conference. He earned him the right to a particular level of assertiveness, belligerence as it is seen by Lloyd George and Wilson and their various delegations, uh, and a hard-headedness which meant that he believed that France was entitled to certain concessions from the Allies, particularly those that pertain to the punishment of Germany. For France, the stakes are perhaps the highest at the conference. The, the British, by 1919, had already managed to seize the German Navy and disable it as a threat. It was sailed by the German Navy to uh, the British naval base at Scarpa Flow, uh, where the Germans uh, eventually scuttle uh, the fleet when the Royal Navy is out on manoeuvres. The uh, colonies in Africa are handed over to the British for, uh, in, in the main. And Britain is able, at the conference, with relative ease, to start the dismemberment of the Ottoman Empire, largely in its favour. The level of destruction to France, as we've said, is immense, and the possibility of a renewed war is still there. The British have the English Channel, and at this point, air power doesn't, isn't a sufficient enough threat to London. Though it must be pointed out that in 1918, London is actually bombed by German Gotha four-engine bombers uh, for the first time. So the maintenance of wartime allies uh, and alliances is the key to everything. Um, again, Margaret Macmillan writes, As he told the Chamber of Deputies in 9 December 1918, to preserve this entente, I will make any sacrifice. During the peace conference, he held firm that, even through the worst disagreements, the French public must remember, he told his closest advisers, that without America and England, France would perhaps no longer actually exist. And he remarked to David Lloyd George, when the two were engaged in one of their many quarrels, My policy at the conference, as I hope you will acknowledge, is one of close agreement Great Britain 
and America. However, Clemenceau had a problem in that the Quai d'Orsay, where the French foreign ministry was, and throughout other parts of the French government, bitter memories of perfidious Albion and the uh, centuries-old loathing, mutual loathing between Britain and France really uh, was a significant factor in causing all manner of problems between the, uh, the two victorious powers. The, it seemed that sometimes that Clemenceau was alone in wanting a, a future alliance with the Anglosphere. Clemenceau saw um, Wilson as an uptight and rather patronising figure, somebody who had the manner of a, a priest, um, a rather priggish sort of uh, character, uh, who talked down to him and had the temerity to come up with these ludicrous notions such as 14 points which would govern world affairs. Lloyd George, he saw as an entirely more crafty character. He, I think, had more admiration for Lloyd George, but trusted him less. And particularly the negotiations between Lloyd George and Clemenceau over the Middle East uh, are, are very revealing. Lloyd George asked for the map of Mesopotamia and Syria, or Iraq and Syria, as we would understand it, uh, to be drawn up in uh, a particular way which favoured uh, the British, and Clemenceau fell for it. Lloyd George asked for Mosul to be included in Mesopotamia and not Syria, and Lloyd George knew full well that there was oil at Mosul, and he was he kept this significant factor from Clemenceau, um, Clemenceau, uh, knowing that he could gain other concessions from Lloyd George, said, uh, "Yeah, you must have it." Um, Lloyd George entered the meeting and said simply, "I want Mosul," and Clemenceau said, "Yes, and that's fine. Whatever you want," not realizing quite how valuable it was. The French interest in the Middle East was more a project of Raymond Poincaré, uh, the president, than it was uh, Clemenceau, the prime minister, um, perhaps which accounts for Clemenceau's blunder over Mosul. Uh, also, the uh, French foreign ministry on, at the Quai d'Orsay and France's uh, colonial uh, lobbyists and uh, colonial enthusiasts within government all were passionate about a renewed uh, French presence in the Middle East. One of the reasons for this is because parts of the French economy were seen to be damaged beyond repair. The uh, desire for revenge and for territories... Uh, from Germany uh, couldn't be sated easily. Having France, uh, having Alsace and Lorraine back, well, that's fine. Those have uh, large French populations and have arguably always been part of France. But there was no desire really to annex any part of the uh, German-speaking world. So territories, uh, colonial territories uh, overseas, that were prestigious and had uh, deep connections to French culture, such as Syria one of the uh, sites of the Crusades, which had been uh, occupied by the uh, Knights Hospitalier and the uh, Knights um, in castles like the Caractes Chevalier and things like that in, in, in the Beccar Valley. 
These were places that the uh, French uh, government and the French and French uh, popular uh, culture and French intellectual culture had a, a deep emotional attachment to. So securing Syria from the in the view of Pancare and the Cadorse was a significant act, not really on Clemenceau's radar. And so there's a great deal of exasperation about his handling of uh, acquiring colonial goodies at the conference. He is far more, far more focused on the danger of Germany. And he, his motivation really was that he had lived through two invasions by Germany, as had many other uh, uh, French citizens. But uh, he felt it keenly that defence against Germany was the key priority. Clemenceau would not reveal prior to the conference what he was going to secure or attempt to secure. Um, he had won the war and he demanded a vote of confidence in him, which he won 398 votes to 93, believing that, with some justification, that he had a mandate to speak on behalf of the French nation. I believe that the reason why he didn't wish to be explicit and place cards on the table was partly because it was a bad negotiating strategy, but also because he himself was highly uh, ambiguous and kind of ambivalent about what it was was possible from the conference and what it was was even desirable from the conference. Anyway, I'm going to finish here. Um, please, if you can, have a look at our Patreon page. If you can sponsor us at all, that would be great. Um, and also, uh, if you can give us a, a good thumbs up on the Explaining History iTunes page, that would be wonderful too. Anyway, I hope you find this useful, and we'll continue with some more stuff on the Peace Conference later this week. Um, and we've got a whole bunch of cool stuff coming up throughout the week for you. So I hope you enjoy that. All the best. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.